This is Michael Fabiano, Senior Fantasy Analyst for SI.com slash fantasy. And now is the time to get ready for Sunday's full slate of action. And there is no better place to get in the game than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook is rolling out a can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? If you're new to DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the app now to scout their latest offers. Bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, a sportsbook that goes wherever you go. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SI when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week one, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code SI during sign-up. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com. I'm your host, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Switching it up a little bit today, I got my man Frankie Fatstacks with me, but welcome into the podcast is Casey, Y2 Casey. He dominates in the MMA betting for us over at SI.com. Casey, thanks a lot for joining us today, and we're glad to have you, and congratulations on the great work you're doing. Hey, I appreciate it, Corey. Uh, you know, it, it, it's okay to get our opinions across the line, but uh, it's all up to these fighters to get the job done. So everything goes to them, man. I appreciate what they're doing in there and, and making us that money. So let's keep it going. No, no doubt about it. Hey, Frankie, you know, I'm not really, like, I was never really the big MMA guy, but I started getting down on it, like, you know what I'm saying, like in COVID time. When like when when your man uh, Dana White was doing a thing and he had the only live sport out there and I started to start to like it a little bit you know what I'm saying hey fingers off the cage fingers off the cage I'm like man this this stuff is alright right here you know what I'm saying you are are you, are you a uh, you like to bet on that stuff too right Frank yeah hundred percent and I'll be honest I mean I only follow my own shop action but when it comes to the UFC the only guy I do follow is Casey because Casey's predictions and his analysis and breakdown of all these fights is absolutely spot on there is no one better in the ufc industry by far and i know a lot of guys out here in vegas and they can't even come close to touching casey that's what's up so that's good we're going to get down on some of that today get you a couple of picks for the matchups coming up this weekend also want to hop into some some college football we got some breaking news and some stuff going on around college football that we can get down on obviously that's going to be a big thing on saturday nfl coming up on sunday and we do have some NBA, Major League Baseball, and the National Hockey League for later on tonight. The Toronto Raptors could be leaving the bubble along with the Denver Nuggets. You know what's so crazy? I, if I'm not mistaken, on, on like in the last game, I think they have to be prepared to leave the bubble immediately after the loss. So it's like bags are packed and you're going straight to the airport and outside of the bubble. So going to be interesting to see how that plays out tonight. But last night we started, if you had the under 54 and a half or the under 55, wherever we had that early in the day, you got it. If you had it at 53, that would be considered a bad beat. But Casey, Pat Mahomes and the boys for the Kansas City Chiefs, they looked pretty sharp last night. 
Yeah, you ain't, you, you're right, man. I mean, uh, I was talking to Frankie actually last night, and uh, Mahomes, you know, those numbers he put up uh, pretty casually, right? But that would be a huge night for any, anybody else out there in the NFL. But, um, man, they're looking good right out of the gates, and um, that was expected, though, right? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it was expected, you know what I'm saying? I Listen, I was trying to get down on the Texans and be a little bit contrarian. I think the Texans will get better, Frankie, as the season moves along. But it's good to see David Johnson doing some work. And I got a lot of shares of Will Fuller in fantasy this year. If he can stay healthy, I might be your rich friend, as Dr. Roto would say. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, props to the guy that they refer to out here as Prop Man in Las Vegas. It was good to no be doubt. in the book. It was good to be in the book last night because he was absolutely spot on with his uh, large play that he made on David Johnson over 23 and a half receiving yards that we gave out here on the SI Gambling Podcast. And I got to say, that was great to watch because I'll be honest, he cleared that number and he could have cleared that number even more so. He had a, he had a drop or two and they, you know, Deshaun missed him on a couple of throws as well in, 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 in the flat. So he could have uh, really gone way over that total even more but it looks like if you have uh, David Johnson in fantasy this year you may be looking at something real special because he looks like he's running up to his own form if he can stay healthy so that'd be a good way to start right there so let's hop in and Casey we like I said we talked with Ben Heisler and Frankie we kind of went through some of these lines and broke it down earlier this week but I kind of want to get you in here because I know you do some you know put a little something down when it comes to the National Football League so I want to get your opinions on a couple of these games let's start in the NFC North with the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions this is an interesting game right here a lot of people coming in on the Bears but listen, it might be tough to do it, but I'm looking at the Lions right now. DraftKings has the Lions as a minus two and a half point favorite. The total on DraftKings is sitting at 43. Yeah, you know, um, I like to like, you know, get things going, get, you know, a couple games under uh, the teams, get them settled in and stuff, uh, usually to see, you know, what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, you got to look at past trends and and uh, kind of, you know, take your shots these first couple weeks. And, uh, you know, I, I – laughed when they announced Trubisky as the uh, the starter there and all of a sudden they shift that line and and favor Detroit but uh you know Detroit obviously they're going to be better this year uh compared to their 3-1 season last year you know Stafford uh, is back he looks like he's ready to go um but I'm not quite sure in the spot um you know the line shifted like I mentioned but come on the Bears swept them uh the last two years Trubisky's gone 4-0 straight up and against the spread uh, against these uh Chicago Bears so the other thing is Detroit's injury report is not ideal right now, and I believe Galladay is downgraded to doubtful. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but um, I'm going to take the points. I think Chicago's the better team here. Um, I, I think they're in a good spot um, um, in week one here against Detroit. I'm never really, Frank, a big fan of MVP Mitch. Mitch Trubisky, if you remember last year, famously, there were more bets on him to be the MVP than any other person. That was horrifically wrong, Um, just like the Chicago Bears were horrifically wrong in drafting him. Listen, I'm just not a big Mitch Trubisky guy, to be honest with you. I just don't want to keep slamming him, but I think it's funny, too, when he was named the starting quarterback. But, Frankie, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was you that was saying that something – I don't know if it was you or maybe I was listening to some other guys uh, talk about this, but hasn't the Lions – prop number for their win their win total hasn't that bounced around a little bit out there in, out there at some books yeah it really has and that's mostly because of the fact that a lot of people you know the books were a little bit more down on them and then all of a sudden sharp money started to come in on backing and believing that Matthew Stafford is going to have a bounce back year after coming off that injury because I'll tell you guys if we look at Matthew Stafford's uh, numbers just in half a season last year because he was only able to play eight games with 19 touchdown passes he put up some phenomenal numbers and he was on his way to possibly being in that 
uh, MVP consideration. I mean, obviously we know that Lamar Jackson ran away with it, but I would like to have seen what what Stafford would able to really put up there. And, you know, as Casey highlighted, this this line out here in Vegas, it opened at one and a half and the shops were all over, um, as well as the public was all over. The Detroit Lions pushing this number all the way up to a full field goal of minus three, you know, at home for the Lions. But I'll be honest, as Casey highlighted, there's one thing that we really have to, you know, point out. Kenny Galladay's injury is a major injury. As we know, Kenny Galladay led the NFL in receiving touchdowns among all players last year. So if he's not able to go this week, that's a big blow. So I kind of like Casey's um, going against the steam, and I would not be surprised if we don't see this number creep back down to like in that one and a half, one, the original line uh, number that was put out there by the odds makers when this number came out. Because if Galladay is forced to miss, I think the Bears at plus three are a solid play. I just ordered a earlier this week. I ordered a a uh, PSA nine mint Kenny Galladay optic card, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos, Casey, they meet in Denver. Tennessee laying two and a half on the road. Tennessee, listen, I didn't really get behind the Titans at any point last year because I like teams with a little bit more offense that can score a little bit more. But I got to be honest with you. Listen, what Tannehill did. And what A.J. Brown was able to come on and do and Derrick Henry was impressive. They all come back this year trying to run it back, as they say. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not a fan this year either. You know, uh, who's Drew Locke's biggest fan? Probably Drew Locke, right? Um, Probably. You know, he's, he's impressed. You know, he, he hasn't looked too bad um, as he wrapped up that year, last year. But um, he is in a tough spot here, I believe. Um, partially because his favorite target, Cortland Sutton, uh, got banged up, like, and he's questionable as well, right? His MRI came back okay, uh, you know, shoulder injury, injury there, but we'll see what happens uh, come Monday. Uh, yeah, the Titans lost to Denver last year in this spot, um, but that was when Mariota, Mariota, uh, excuse me, hit the bench, and Tannehill took the keys and went on to, you know, would they go seven and three, I believe, uh, down the stretch? But uh, Titans added. Uh, Goskowski, uh, Derek Henry's just a monster. And uh, speaking of monsters, Locke's going to have Clowney in his face all game um, as he left my Seattle Seahawks for the Tennessee Titans this year, which I'm not too happy about. But um, I'm going to go ahead and root with for him and the Tennessee Titans to win it by at least a field goal this week. All right, that's, that's the good one right there. What do you think about this game right here, Frank? Well, I'll be honest, guys. I think you guys are, you know, you're touching on arguably the biggest line move um, here in Vegas by far. This game opened with the Denver Broncos laying three at home. And now we see that the line is completely inverted to them now catching three at home. So, I mean, there's been a lot of things that we have to take into consideration here. Obviously, a lot of betters are looking at the, the news that broke of um, – Von Miller being most likely out for the season due to the injury he sustained in practice. We're also looking at, obviously, Casey highlighted it as well, you know, Judavion Clowney joining that Tennessee Titans defense. And I'll be honest, I think the lineup, in my opinion, was wrong to start off. The Tennessee Titans, you know, if they didn't run into a guy by the name of Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game, they were one win away from representing the American, uh, the AFC, the American Football Conference in the Super Bowl. And that actually would have been something that, you know, a lot of people really would never 
we're expecting from Ryan Tannehill because he seems to be able to uh, found a, a new fountain of youth and rejuvenated his career ever since leaving Miami and bouncing around a little bit. But, you know, in Tennessee, he seems to have really found a home. And he's found a home thanks to a guy by the name of A.J. Brown on the outside as well as Derrick Henry, the NFL's defending rushing champion. And I honestly believe that the Tennessee Titans are one of the sharpest plays out there. I'm waiting to see. I haven't gotten any official word that the Vegas Sharps are really jumping in on this number. But I expect this number could actually rise even more if Cortland Sutton is announced out for this game. It's going to be interesting to see how this one shakes out. Don't forget on Monday, that is Monday Night Football. We'll be back at you on the SI Gambling Podcast presented by DraftKings, and we'll break that number down even further as we get ready for Monday Night Football. A lot of times people like to, like to chase favorites on Monday night. Be careful with doing that. We'll get you up to speed on Monday when we come back after we get some bread in our pockets this weekend. All right, Casey, is there any totals you're looking at this week? Yeah, you know, I'm looking across the board, but I, I found uh, two interesting trends that were out there um, that you might want to hear about. So our, our boy Ron Rivera, um, he's 18-0 and 0 to the over when his team is a dog of six points or more. They're taking on the Eagles this week. Uh, I think he's at five and a half points right now, so we got to watch that line. But, I mean, that's close enough for me. Um, we'll see what happens there. And then an under, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, check this out. They're 1-19-1 and and to the under as an away favorite of three or more points. Um, and that total against the Giants this week is 46. What do you guys think? That's that's good stuff right there. That's very interesting analysis on breaking down those numbers real real sharp like that. What do you th- go ahead. Give your opinion on that, Frankie. And then I got something that I wanted to say about that. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I, as we highlighted, uh, you know, the shops were all over the under uh, last night. It did actually, you know, come in, you know, thank God it was able to come through uh, for all the all the SI gamblers uh, who were able to get down on 54 and a half because we got that number real early um, or 55, depending on where you shopped. But, you know, to be honest, I mean, there's one game that actually I believe is trending in the right direction. And that would be if we take a look at the total for the Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals. That game opened at 46. It's now sitting at around 42 and a half, 42. There's still some shops around with 42 and a half. I believe that the under in that game is a real sharp play. I actually believe that, you know, as as we know, we're expecting a lot of these games that the defenses may come out ahead of the offenses because the offenses just maybe not on, you know, really in sync just yet after having no preseason games and a limited, you know, offseason due to COVID-19. And I'll be honest, if we look at this game with Tyrod Taylor, we know he's going to be want to be a game manager. They know that we're going to have to, you know, they're really going to want to run the ball with Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson. So I think they're going to play this game close to the vest. I'm not really expecting a lot of fireworks from that Cincinnati Bengal offense. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for Joe Burrow. He might have a little bit of nerves in that first game. I think if we're looking at any of the totals, I would be looking at under in the Cincinnati Chargers game, 42 and a half, boys. That game is sitting at 42 right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you want to get down on that, head on over to DraftKings.com. They got plenty of promotions riding this weekend, especially for you first-timers. And for us guys, it's been around a little bit too. I know, for example, tonight you can get a 33% profit boost on your NBA action. You can get that for live bets. That gives you a good opportunity to hit the middle and really uh, crush them tonight because the books will not beat us anymore, as we said earlier this week. All right, before we get into some... Um, MMA talk. So last year, this was a trend that I noticed early in the season when I was doing the show with my man Benny. Shout out Benny Ricciardi. When the five and a half, the crooked number was on the board, throughout the course of the week, if the number was bet down to five, the, the underdog would normally pull off the upset. 
if the number was bet up to five, the favorite would normally blow the other team out. Anything, any, is there anything that you've ever seen? Any either you guys can hop in here with that five and a half. I'll start with you, Casey. You know, that's that's interesting. I actually just wrote that down. Um, I'm going to have to go back and take a look at that. Uh, um, but I haven't caught that um, actually uh, as of late. I need to check that out. Uh, and so it was early in the season last year. Me and Benny was talking about that. Anything with that five, that crooked number, Frankie, that you've been able to notice over the years? I've never really noticed per se in particular one particular number, but I do think that in that range of three and a half to five and a half, if that spread is to come down, those teams are normally live. And not only is the dog live, as you mentioned, it's usually live to pulling the money line upset as well. So I don't know about five, five and a half being the number, but I do think that in that range of three and a half to five and a half, when you see that number tend to trend down a point, a point and a half, that's when you see that a lot of the times that dog is live to pulling off the complete upset all right let's start to break down and talk about some of the action in the ufc this weekend casey we got a main event with the ladies i like to watch the ladies fight myself angela hill and michelle waterson right now on DraftKings. miss hill is sitting at minus 125 michelle waterson is the underdog at plus 105 what do you like about this one yeah, so the ladies get the honors. Uh, Hill uh, is actually making history. She's going to be the first African-American female to headline a UFC card. And I got to tell you, it's well-deserved, man. She's been busting her tail in there. And she is somebody that's literally willing to fight every single week, well, every single weekend if they've let her. Um, you know, it's going to be a great match. Uh, both are coming off split decision losses. And both of those could have easily gone their way. Uh, Carla Esparza uh, edged out Watterson in their last fight, and Claudia Gadella uh, beat Hill. But heck, almost, I watched that one. Actually, did, that did was crazy. I remember watching that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally, almost uh, sweep across the board for media members scored the the fight for Hill, but they gave the nod to Gadella. But rearview mirror, um, Hills is the slight favorite in this matchup. Like you mentioned, um, I'm going to side with the dog though. Hill's going to be more active on the feet. She's going to push the pace like she always does. But Watterson can hang in there. She's tough. Um, and if she gets in danger, she has the ability to take this one down to the mat. And I expect Watterson to actually do that. You know, looking um, historically, too, uh, in seven of Hill, uh, Hill's last eight losses, her opponent actually did take her down and work from the top. So Watterson, obviously, if they're watching tape and all that, they got to know um, that has to be in the game plan. And it's going to be critical for Watterson to get it down there um, if she wants to win this fight. But I believe she can. Hill's biggest win, I think, of her career is actually that loss against Gadella, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, she hasn't really fought any big names. Watterson's the former Invictus uh, strawweight champ. She's had a tougher strength of schedule along the way. Even though she's 5-4 and four, um, in the UFC, three of those four losses actually came against former champions. So that's nothing to be really ashamed of. Um, I'm going to take the dog against the 7-8 uh, fighter in the UFC, uh, Angela Hill there. So give me Michelle Watterson. Michelle Waterson, Frankie, you get you getting down on that, Frankie? I'm a, I'm already pressing the buttons as Casey's speaking. <laughs> I that's what I, that's what that clicking was. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly what that clicking was. I can't get to the app fast enough because I'm following exactly what he says because I'm putting them in now. All right, comma worthy and excuse me if I, if I mispronounce these names, I apologize. Comma worthy and Otman Adazar. Um, this is the if I'm not mistaken, this is the co-main event. Worthy at minus $1.37, Azatar at plus 110, Casey. 
Yeah, you know, this is the co-main, and, and uh, you know, like you, you had some hiccups there with their names. Um, no Sorry. shame there. <laughs> I used to do NHL updates at one time. It oh. was the funniest thing on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you there. Oh, man. But I got to tell you what, that no shame in that because these guys aren't very well known. But don't miss mm-hmm. this fight. These guys, this is going to be fireworks. These guys are great. Um, nice. Azatar is a very fast starter. He's actually undefeated, and he has a 92% finish rate. Um, nine of his 12 opponents, he's uh, finished actually in the very first round. So, like I said, he comes out fast. Worthy's riding a seven-fight winning streak as well um, on his end. Um, Worthy's been KO'd in five of the six losses, though, so he has kind of a suspect chin there. Um, Worthy hasn't really been matched up against strikers with the KO power like Azdar has here, so I really believe there's been recency bias here for Worthy. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Otman Azatar at plus 115. And, you know, if you have got some props out there, it might be worth a look to look at the TKO KO uh, prop bet at plus 185 on the dog as well. But at the end of the day, though, this is going to be an awesome fight. Um, I got another one, too. Uh, Matt Frivola. Go ahead. You said Matt Frivola. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm on, it's all it's on you, my man. Oh, yeah. Frivola, uh, Roosevelt Roberts. There's another underdog spot possibly as well. Frivola has been kind of uh, away for a while, a little over 11 months. Robert's been active, though. He's fought three times um, since uh, COVID kind of went underway. Since like May 30th, um, he's fought three times now. Uh, no stranger to bigger opponents, so Matt Frivola. Um, if you just look at the face-off or the stare-down, you're going to probably click Roberts if you just look at these two guys. But Frivola, you know, his last two victories are against bigger guys as well. Luis Pena and Jalen Turner, he beat them both, and both those guys are six foot three in there. Roberts is six foot two. Um, I ain't concerned about that at all. Frivola, uh, you know, he's gone to a decision in his last three fights. He's a grinder. Um, he'll get this guy down, and he'll just take over from the top. Um, he definitely has the grappling advantage. Um, he averages um, a little over three takedowns every uh, minute in there, uh, every 15 minutes, sorry. Um, and Roberts just doesn't have the takedown defense to hang in there. So I think at some point, you know, Roberts will have his spots, but I think Frivola is going to take over. Um, and I do like the plus 100 there on uh, Matt Frivola. So there you go right there. That's my man, Casey, breaking it down for you. The UFC this Friday night. You can make those wages on DraftKings.com. They are the sponsors of the SI Gambling Podcast. All right, so that's good stuff right there. Casey's been red hot, red fire. So you know what you need to do is you go ahead and you put those bets in and you add to your bank account so you can come back and hit them again on Sunday and give yourself a successful weekend. And then we come back and kill them on Monday Night Football. Now it is time to go to the power, not the power five conferences. Now it's time to bring the band on the field, Vegas Whisper style. All right, so Frankie, you know what I'm saying? Let's get into some college football for tomorrow, for Saturday. One of the big first college Saturdays of the year. We know we do see Clemson out there. We do have North Carolina out there. You know, we still don't have none of the big dogs from the SEC on the field yet. But we're starting to see some Power 5 team trickle in. All right, so what do we got, Frankie? What's the word on the street? Well, Corey, we gave uh, two plays out already to the SI Pro community earlier today. You're going to want to definitely sign up and maybe try to get down on those lines before they continue to move. They seem to, you know, two games. Casey and I both got information on um, on those games, and it looks like there's some uh, uh, an, an interesting tidbits to behind the scenes that you may want to get down on those games now before those lines really move. But right now, among the the known popular teams right now, because it is a limited board due to COVID nineteen. We see that there is one play that has come through with the Vegas Whispers. And that play would actually be on Florida State, the under 
against Georgia Tech going under 52 and a half. Right now, that number was a little bit higher earlier in the week. It continues to trickle down, but the shops are all over. So an official Vegas Whispers play is on Florida State and Georgia Tech going under the total of 52 and a half. You know, it's funny about the Florida State thing, right? Because people like to bet against Florida State. People like to bet money line against Florida State because Florida State stunk these past two seasons. And Willie Taggart did a horrific job at Florida State. And then he just went right to FIU with basically the same money. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, my God, Willie Taggart failed up. How about that? <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, it's interesting. Those guys can all move around and st- they're not successful and they can still get paid at, the, at another school and stay at the same level. Oh, man. What do you think about that? You got any, any, any thoughts on that Florida State and Georgia Tech? Casey, no? Corey, you know I've been fly fishing all week. I've been out there. Okay. In <laughs> Just wanted to make sure I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to leave you out of that one. All right. So that's an official one right there. Um, Frank, what do you think about laying big wood? Like when you see Clemson like minus thirty five. You know what I'm saying? Or you see some of these other games that's on the card this weekend where you got some of these you know NCAA powerhouses laying these real big numbers. UNC laying twenty three versus Syracuse, and then you got um you got uh who else? You got Duke. Uh, catching 21 and a half versus Notre Dame. What do you think about laying big wood? To be honest, I usually try to shy away from that unless it's the Alabamas or the U or the Auburns or you know, a lot of times Clemson. I mean, if you if you look at Clemson last year and a lot of and Alabama when they were these big favorites, a lot of times the shops were on the opposite side, so they're not really willing to lay that number. If I had to extend myself and and go out on a limb, I would say my strongest lean to any of the big to- uh, spreads this week would actually be backing the Tar Heels of North Carolina. I believe that they are the the strongest play of these large spreads that you would be talking about of three touchdowns or more. They opened around 19, 19 and a half. We now see them sitting at around 23, 23 and a half. I actually believe that there's still value before that hits a prime number of 24. So if I had to step out, my lean would be only backing North Carolina at that inflated number. Go heels, go North Carolina Tar Heels football. They got a hell of a basketball team too, but sometimes you can lay it down on the North Carolina Tar Heels football team playing against a Syracuse team who tends to struggle at times, especially when they have to go on the road. All right, let's turn our attention to the NBA for tonight. The Nuggets and the Clippers, I am kind of like out on this series right now because the Clippers have done their job up to this point, doing what they're supposed to do for the most part. You had that one night where the Nuggets did keep it, keep it around and was able to cover the spread. Then you had, you know, the game with the Nuggets won. But for the most part, the Clippers have showed themselves as the better team. And I think in this bubble situation, when a team gets down to be like, you know, 3-0, 3-1, something like that, I think you start to think about, okay, you know what? It's time to get out this bubble. We've been down here for eight weeks. It's time to go home. You know, like I tell like the Raptors, they're going to fight because they're the champion. So you expect that from them. And we never underestimate the heart of a champion. But, fellas, I can't really see the Denver Nuggets putting up the fight tonight to make this series go an extra game. I think we've seen what Jamal Murray did throughout the first – I mean, in the last series, he really made a name for himself. So he'll come back into next year, you know, as one of the players, as a top player in the league. And, you know, his stock wins value will rise and stuff like that. But I, I'm not betting on this game because I just think that the Clippers win and I really don't see no value in a backdoor cover. What do you guys think? I'll start with you, Frank. 
I'll be honest, guys. We know that today is Friday. That only means one thing. It's Freaky Friday. And we know that those that's the day that the strangest things happen in all of professional betting, especially in, in any part of the sports world. So you always have to be careful betting on Fridays. That's why we call it out here Freaky Friday in Vegas. But I'll be honest, if I had to step out on this game, I tend to agree with you. I think Jamal Murray looks like he lost a little bit of steam. I, you know, I, I would actually, my early lean would probably be towards laying the eight and a half that you see out there. There is some eights as well still. Uh, for the Clippers here in, in town in Vegas. I would actually look to support the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard at the betting window. But right now for me, it's probably a stay away. I think there's some better spots and I'll be looking at the MLB tonight instead. DraftKings Sportsbook, Jamal Murray under 23 and a half is minus $1.34. I think that's the bet right there if you want to get on this game. Any thoughts on this one, Case? You know, I was just going to say, uh, didn't Denver rally back down 3-1 against the Jazz? I, I don't think they can do it again here. And I think, you know, Freaky Friday, um, you know, like whatever that. you want to call it, uh, I, I think the Clippers are going to take it home. And I actually think they can cover this. Um, I will, we'll see what happens, you know, once we get, um, you know, through the second third quarters there and, and see kind of where the game is and see if they go pack their bags like you mentioned, right? They got to get out of there. So here's the big one of the night. The Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. One thing about the NBA bubble, it has given us some exciting Game 7 scenarios. And listen, that's what you want to see. Game 7, the two best words in all the sports. There is nothing to me like a Game 7 in, in, um, in the NBA and Major League Baseball and the NHL. I don't even really watch many NHL Game 7s, but just the idea of that one shot takes all. And especially in the playoffs is always fun. And this is for a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Boston Celtics trying to eliminate the defending champion Toronto Raptors. So we got a situation tonight where Boston comes in. The number opened up at two and a half. It's pushed up to three. Looking at some of the juice around some of these shops, I think it could push up to three and a half. Big public betting and big, big money coming in on the Boston Celtics. I figured the Raptors would take game six just because you never underestimate the heart of a champion. But when it comes to tonight, Frank, I think it's the Celtics because this bubble situation is like an AAU tournament. And when you're in an AAU tournament, you have players that get closed. you got players that can get their own shot. Boston has three of those guys. We've seen Kevin Walker be doing this since the days of UConn. Now we see what kind of players that Jason Tatum is and Jamal and Jamal and, J- excuse me, and Jalen Brown. They're both guys that play that AAU style of basketball. Whereas the Toronto Raptors, they don't have a player like that. Yeah, Kyle Lowry can go from Philly to your city at any moment, but I just don't think we see two balls out performances like that from Kyle Lowry. I I don't like to be this public, Frank, but I'm back in the Celtics. I'll be honest. I mean, listen, I'm not going to be backing any guy from UConn. If I had to, I'd be back backing my guy, Kyle Lowry, you know, being a <laughs> over alum. I, I'll, I'll, I'll back all those guys. Like Kyle Lowry has shown to be a heart of a champion. He's been absolutely phenomenal. He's, he's always a solid player. He brings it, he brings it on the court and with an A effort every single night. He got that instilled upon him with Jay Wright when he was on the main line playing for the Wildcats. But if I had to, you know, look at this game tonight, I actually would lean towards Toronto, but I don't think – I think that line looks a little short to me. So I, I would prefer if that line was around five and a half, five, then I would actually look to be backing the Toronto Raptors. But for me, I would actually be looking to go under the total. I think under 205 is a solid number. You can still find that here in town in Vegas. If I had to make a play on this game, once again, I will be staying away from the association tonight, looking at Freaky Friday and MLB, which we'll get to in a little bit. But right now, I'll be honest, I would be playing the under of 205. I think the under is in play here, too. You know why? Because here's the thing, because it's a game seven. 
the, the game the game gets tighter, the players get tighter, the possessions become more important. But what I worry about with the under is if the game goes to overtime. So maybe you want the under and a small wager on a, a game prop of the game goes to overtime. To yeah, kind of see, to yeah, kind of I cover can, yourself. I could see that, but I think that right now, I think w- what we're seeing so far too, Corey, is there is tremendous betting opportunities for the uh, looking when you're looking to wager on the association is wagering in play because in play is offering great opportunities. The odds makers seem to be at the disadvantage on moving numbers too much in one direction or the other because of the and the games that right now you know especially the totals and the spreads are playing a little bit of havoc doing you know inside the bubble. The odds makers still really can't catch up to there being no fans in the stands you know maybe he's not having you know, the fans aren't able to really get on top of the referees like they would normally get you know so I'll, I'll be honest I think that right now I think I would advise all players and I'll be looking at it myself right now I don't have any plays intended for the association tonight but if if I do have them you know, I would actually be looking to play them in running that's, that's interesting Casey the when the, the, the game seven uh between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets the final score was 80 to 78 yeah, you know, I I've had That actually, was like that was like that was like a Nick Miami Heat game. Right? <laughs> I've had a couple guys actually uh hit me up that are looking at the under. Uh, that said though, I'm not um really going to probably touch this one. If I had to do anything, I'd probably side with your your take Corey and um I like Boston here. Um what was it? Uh Powell, uh, Norman Powell. Um, he got yeah. a shine this week, man. He looked good in the, the overtime there. Um, but I think, I mean, wh- what else do the Raptors got to do, man? I mean, like, I, I think it's done. Uh, put a fork in it. I think Boston's going to take this one tonight and get into the weekend here. No doubt. So you'll be able to catch any alerts, any any additional Vegas whispers before tip-off of this contest. You can get it in the SI Fantasy Pro subscription. That's where all the good stuff is at for DFS and sports betting. Help you build up your bankroll. NHL, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. The New York Islanders are the underdogs tonight. They're coming in at plus 133. Frankie the Lightning at minus 155. Anything on this? I think that the sailing really might be out of the, uh, you know, all the air is out of the sailing. You know, I really don't believe that the island is really going to have too much left in the tank. I think that giving up that game with only a few, you know, giving up that goal and losing game two the way that they did with only a few seconds left in regulation. I really think it's going to have the island is reeling. I think Tampa Bay rolls tonight. Okay, so you like to bet on the NHL? I don't. I don't like to bet on H- NHL. No, I, I, I'll go to a game, but uh, uh, I don't even watch it on TV, really. Right? I'm just here to. Yeah. I want to hear you pronounce some of these guys' names. <laughs> oh, it was a hilarious segment. You know what I'm saying? So we used to do the program uh, on SiriusXM Fantasy back in the day, and then and, and, and the morning after, I would go over to the goal. I was. I would say the names of all the goal scorers in the NHL, and it was big laughs. But then it got to the point where I didn't know if they were laughing with me or laughing at me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like. <laughs> I was like, let me just stop doing this before y'all get the wrong idea. All right, here we go. This is my favorite part of the night of the of the podcast before we get up out of here. This is where we go to the Vegas whispers from the Major League Baseball. These all these just like Casey's bets have been on fire. Frankie, give us the MLB Vegas whispers. 
All right, guys, there's two games that have come through as we've been talking right now. So Freaky Friday, MLB is here for Vegas Whispers. And the first game on the board will be the Kansas City Royals, the Royals with cheese, laying $1.37 at home to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then another game up later on the night will be the Seattle Mariners laying $1.09 on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. So we have two plays for Freaky Friday and that in Major League Baseball, and that would be Seattle as well as Kansas City. Good week, good week right here. Everybody did a good job. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ben Hosler, not with us today, but we broke it down all week long. The first official week of the SI Gambling Podcast we was able to get in there and get you some winners, get you some good information. And then, of course, we got you that big under in the NHL and the NFL last night. And we're going into another NFL weekend. Don't forget if you are a member, if you have subscribed to SI Fantasy Pro. You get these picks from Vegas Whisperers right there in your inbox. You can get it on your app, whatever you want to do, however you like to get your stuff, your information. They got you covered right there. And this is good information. And that UFC on Sunday, Saturday, excuse me, we look to keep that going, my man Casey. So good stuff, everybody, this week. Also want to give a shout-out to the good people over at DraftKings who are sponsoring this program. For my main man, Frankie Fatstacks and Y2 Casey, I'm Corey Paulson, the fantasy executive. Good luck, everybody, this weekend. We are out.